Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Who's under there, I wonder? I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there, I want to talk about this and this Who's under there, I wonder? everybody and welcome back to the mass singer wrap up after a one week hiatus we are back once again to talk more mass singer now today we are talking about last week's episode aka the final round for the third group we now have all three finalists locked up that finale will be taking place next week this week they did a sing-along wrote to the final thing which as y'all know we omit because it's not canon and i don't mean nick and because uh who's got time for that? All right, we're here. I'm excited. I'm your host, of course. Who are the boombox and Vakili, ready to break it all down? And as always, I'm not by myself. I've got my partner in crime here with me. It's Liana, the angel Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. I'll call you Mr. Boombastic. <laughs> um I feel like it was that song, or maybe there was a different shaggy song that was on um there was this game on I think it was GameCube and it was like a bongo game. It was like a Donkey Kong bongo game. Do you have okay. any memory of this? Like the, I, the, the GameCube game with the, with the bongos yeah. that you had the extension for. Yeah. You like played the bongos. It was like a thing. Bongo GameCube. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, jungle beat Nintendo Donkey Kong. Okay. Anyway, whatever. I feel like there's a shaggy song on there. And so now that's all I can think of for some reason. All you can think of is this obscure Nintendo game <laughs> from like a decade plus ago. Do I hear that correctly? Uh, that is correct. Oh my god! Well, I interesting. Think it was bomb. I think it was they call me Mister Bombastic. All right. Anyway, I'll do um, Donkey Konga. Is does that sound right? I mean, anyway. I remember the game. I never owned it because it's okay. like when when the games come with that big package, like an extra piece with the controller, they cost uh, a lot more. Yeah. So, well, you need it because you needed to have the bongos separately. I think my mom allowed me to have it because she was like, well, it's like a skill. 
Ah, uh, the old like, scam. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, but mom, I'm learning something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was me how I got me... all my games. It was like, I'm learning something. No, me and my sister convinced my dad and my parents to uh, get us the Nintendo Wii because it would be like a workout. And mm-hmm. when I tell you, my dad watched us play Wii Sports mm-hmm. and was very quickly <laughs> upset and disappointed and felt cheated which he should because by like three months into the game we realized we can play all of this sitting down so yeah. we did <laughs> you can essentially just do it with like the flick of your wrist <laughs> you don't yeah. have to move at all really oh it's the way that you know we figured I learned how to pretty much roll a perfect game of bowling how to do uh, <laughs> uh, Wii Golf which um, the Switch now has the Switch Sports and I'm very excited yeah, and keen to- on getting yeah. it we need to get that. I saw some YouTubers sure. play it and I'm very into it. So like we need to get it. Um, okay. Also just, I know, I know everybody wants to know it was Donkey Konga 2. Oh no. People were <laughs> jonesing for that. Definitely. I know. Release date in the United States, May 9th, 2005. I see. Well, they also had so. a game that came out in 2004, which was the um, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. Oh, but I does that have Boombastic on it? I don't know. <laughs> I just know that it's a similar game. Okay, because Donkey Konga 2 had it on there, but I'm just saying. Well, thanks <laughs> anyway, for clarifying. Anyway, not important. Okay, I do want to say thank you to everyone who came up to talk to us at the live event and talk yes. about the Mass Singer. Like, we sometimes definitely feel like we're just shouting into the void. And so it was so, 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 so nice. To be able to like, oh, there's other humans who listen to this. <laughs> um, and so that was really fun. Um, and so I just, I just want to say that. And also like, yeah, sorry for not getting the episode out last week. Y'all know it was crazy. Like, anyway, so we're here. We're here. We will talk about it. We'll break everything down. And then of course we have the energy and momentum going into the finale for next week with our top three performers. So I think it's just a good time all around. Yeah, I think it kind of worked out that we ended up taking last week off and then this week ignoring the te- the road to finals to cover this episode because yeah. it, it is a perfect one-two punch. By next week, we know who the winner is. We'll discuss all of that then. But I also want to echo what Liana just said. Thank you. So I'm the, I got more people that came up to me and talked about The Masked Singer than any other podcast I'm involved with. So that means a lot. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you, of course. And thank you for all of the lovely ratings and reviews you have left throughout the seasons here with us. But it is time to talk about the round three finals here where Liana, you now have someone in the finals to face oh my, my two. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Which I also want to say shout out to us for getting our top picks each round. Like essentially the top draft pick from each round made it to the finals. So mm-hmm. we're pretty talented. I almost messed it up, <laughs> but I went strong. I went with the Prince. I'm so happy to have the Prince of the finals. We talked about this. It's all team good that we have. And uh, I, I, this could 100% be recency bias, but I think the Prince has got this in the bag. Um, Honestly, I think given the way the Prince's storyline also went in this episode, it does make me feel that way. <laughs> but also, like you said, it could very well be biased because we've not seen the other two performers for a month. Plus, so <laughs> yeah. it's been a minute. We will see. I don't know. I feel like Ringmaster could also have a shout out there. 
also honestly like all of them do what are we talking about here but no it was interesting it was definitely an interesting way to go i did call this by the end of the second week of like yeah well watch it be all three good and then it's good will always prevail sure Mm -hmm. enough three members of team good in the final three wow who would have saw that coming yeah i I wonder i I wonder if they planned it that way do you think they planned it that good would always be in the finale and that's how they like said separated it I think we could argue that this was by far the closest of the competition. And even mm-hmm. then the thing that had me skeptical was, well, they've never let a like thematic costume of like two, you know, one plus three people to be in the final. So I didn't, couldn't see the gimmick going there, but I mean, they gave three very good performers, the good title. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, which, by the way, thank you to those of you who reached out to us on Twitter about the all group season of The Mass Singer, which I'm hearing a lot of in, uh, excitement for because it removes that. It removes that like one wondering if there's going to be if they're going to allow sort of the gimmick of it all to make it to the finale, which was definitely in the back of my mind on this episode about whether or not the fact that, you know, the Cobras like are so incredibly talented and the fact that they also have to harmonize and like work together and it's not just a solo performance I think makes it also really challenging and is that going to be you know valued over maybe what the prince brought anyway definitely a discussion to be had I think ultimately it's my draft pick also so I'm happy with the decision but I wouldn't have been too upset if Cobra made it yeah I would have been very I mean listen I would have been very happy if Cobra made it because then I would have shut you out (laughs) but this makes it a little bit more exciting I'm very excited about it. I'm happy about it. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I, I, I've, I've spoken all you about my lack of like for this format, but mm-hmm. we move. Um, I think the whole groups mass singer thing you suggested last time, I still don't think it's a feasible thing to do. I don't think there is a lot of groups that would sign up to do this show that would turn out an iconic um, performance. Unless, of course, uh, the Royal Tenenbaums cast decides we're going to be a group, then Ken would lose his mind. Oh my um, God. <laughs> but aside from that, I don't know. We'll see. Listen, they, they, when this is the theme of a season, this is the format who anything is possible. Yeah. Yeah, anything is possible. And I, with, yeah, I can't believe we're already at the finale. I mean, you know, almost at the finale. Uh, we're a week away. Okay. All right. Enough uh, chatter. Let's jump into this episode here. I'm not even going to comment on Nick's bedazzled outfit because it's always (gasps) bedazzled. Wait. Want to talk about it? Yes, because okay. So yes, the necklaces, and I liked Shaggy's comment about like you're um trying to get all blinged out or whatever. That was give me your bling. Where's the bling bling. at? But I saw Nick. Nick. I merged Nick and snake into the same word. Nick in the snake print. And I thought, hmm, conspiracy theory. If the Queen Cobras move on, Nick was wearing snake print all along. Oh, okay. Well, once again, I feel like this is not the first time this season that you've (laughs) barked up a weird conspiracy, a weird niche thing to make a conspiracy (laughs) out of, but okay. I mean, I'm just saying. Now they didn't it didn't end up coming to fruition and they didn't end up going on to the finale. But what if they had? What if that was a sign that they were never gonna make it? Never gonna make it. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Liana, how do you want to go about it? You want to talk about the two unmasked performers first, then finish off with the Prince, or do you want to go yeah. Prince first? No, I'm, d- I'm down. You want to do Space Bunny first? Sure. And you can take it away. To the moon. Okay. <clears throat> so we've talked about this, how Space Bunny is like maybe the best third place finisher of the group and I still feel that after the performance we got a ton of clues after last last week I guess um having no clues but this almost felt like and maybe it was just because you and I had talked about it but also with Robin guessing Shaggy like obviously these clues were very very telling because we had the angels on the shoulder the crown on a box um the like island theme the boom box, which they mentioned. Um, and then the running a drill. Do you know what that's in reference to? I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm not a hundred percent, to be honest, because okay. I don't think Shaggy is known as a drill artist, given that I listen to drill right. and Shaggy's not drill. So I don't know, but also this could be one of those things where the clue is so obvious that other people see it, but we don't see it. Mm-hmm. Like we're so. trying to overthink it. Yeah, maybe. Right, maybe. Um, but yeah, so between the the angels, the boombox, the island time, all of that, and the fact that I think, yeah, was it Robin who said, oh, this could be Shaggy, but it's not Shaggy's voice? Mm-hmm. Um, these clues were almost just like beating you over the head with it. And then I'm happy that they addressed the fact that when he gets unmasked that, oh, you were throwing your voice quite a bit. And so that's, you know, I, I love that that was something that he did because the combination of these clues plus that voice would have just been, you know, so incredibly obvious. I absolutely loved what we got from, um, Shaggy this season. I'm mm-hmm. very happy that that was there. Do you think drill has to do with military? It was running a drill. Like the um, men in black guy was running the drill, not right. just a drill. I don't know. Maybe Does you're looking at help? it too deep. I don't think so. Because he <laughs> was, was part, he has had a military career. Um, spinning a drill. Shaggy has. Drill, so. dr- uh, sergeant drills, running drills. Is that a thing? It doesn't Running matter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Look, we know who it is. <laughs> Fire yeah. drill? I thought that... I'm just going to move on. <laughs> I thought that this uh, clue package was very telling. You know, the, the, yeah. obviously, the minute you see the angels and the boombox, it's done. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Um, and compound that with the dog, the shaggy, that was... Yeah, it was. it's been a given for a little mm-hmm. bit now, and that just kind of, like, shoved it all in. And at that point, also, you knew... I mean, I had mentioned that Space Bunny is the best one and would be the one to pull an upset out of the third placers, but mm-hmm. the minute you saw this clue package, you, before the performance, you knew it was done. Yeah, right. I mean, and then with the guesses afterwards, with Robin guessing mm-hmm. Shaggy, I was like, okay, yeah, it's done. It's bye-bye. <laughs> poor, poor Space Bunny, but this yeah. was really fun. I felt like the performance, so the performance was Now That We Found Love, it was just such high energy. And I feel like that's something that Shaggy just brought to the show in general was this like fun, goofy, I'm just here to have a good time attitude. And when you're watching that as a viewer, it just, it like resonates. It showers you with just this joy, this radiates joy. And that was totally evident in the performance and also just with his interactions with, you know, Nick and the rest of the panel. Yeah. No, I felt the same way. I had a good time with this performance. I thought it was very fun. Both the performance itself and the set design and all the the ins and outs, the 
the men in black on the carrot pogo sticks, the golden carrot microphone. It was heavy on the carrots. It was like, okay, I get it. It's a bunny. Okay, stop. Enough carrots. But it worked. It worked. And I like that the space, the stage floor was like the surface of Mars, maybe. It was mm-hmm. like kind of red. This was great. I had a good time with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it was really fun. The, the pogo stick with like grown ass adults on a pogo stick that is like shaped like a carrot. I was nervous mm-hmm. for those dancers and I was or for the men in black and I was nervous for the people around them. Like I, I had a pogo stick when I was a kid and weighed like 12 pounds. I can't imagine being on a pogo stick as an adult. Like that oh, my knees would give out. I think <laughs> I don't even want to think of how my knees punish me the next day. Like my knees, my center of gravity. I think I, <laughs> I think I would just, I, I like can't even imagine. Should we get a pogo stick and try? No, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't <laughs> test fate and end up getting injured. I mean, work from home. So my life would be fine, mm-hmm. but I would like to not give up um going on my walks and stuff (laughs) yeah did you ever want moon shoes as a kid uh moon shoes yeah moon shoes okay so moon shoes they were this thing that were they were in the 90s and they were i feel like i remember seeing i remember seeing advertisements for them and i remember seeing them in like catalogs like if you sold enough girl scout cookies you could get moon shoes but they were essentially these like (laughs) these giant trash cans that you strap to your feet and they had rubber bands so you would like sink into the trash can because but then you were still supported by the rubber bands so then you would sort of like jump out like the momentum would then push you up and the the idea was that you could like jump to the moon Oh, bouncy shoes. shoes. Yeah, they're like bouncy shoes. Mini trampolines for your feet. This looks like a scam. I actually didn't know anybody that had these. So maybe it was a scam. You can buy them on Amazon, though, now. You can. They cost $33. Big time toys, moon shoes, bouncy shoes, mini trampolines for your feet. Yeah, No tool assembly. Up to the, 160 pounds. Oh, I, okay. The top review is four stars. Fun drunk purchase. Oh, so no. <laughs> there's the demographic. <laughs> this is like all the millennials that now have it's what's that TikTok trend that's like, I now adult have access money. to adult money. <laughs> yeah. I think the problem is, I think my feet wouldn't fit, would be the issue. Yeah. So then there's another one that's two stars. Um, dot 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 and seven year old grandchildren and myself were very disappointed with these shoes uh, now nah, the rubber bands are weak and break so easily and I'd be shocked look at a state of them <laughs> a they very do not look like they're yeah <laughs> the signature is a very disappointed grandma with disappointed spelled wrong <laughs> <laughs> well, she was that disappointed she misspelled the whole thing yeah did I tell you when I when I was in graduate school I bought Heelys like the shoes that you like wheel of on your you did. heel in graduate school. I, yeah. As a PhD student, I thought, Oh my I'll God. Okay. So first of all, I always wanted them. Okay. From in the nineties. And then I was like, I'll get around lab faster. Cause I'll just be able to wheel around in them. Yeah. How did that go? It did not go well. They yeah. are, first of all, they're heavy. And second yes. of all, they are very difficult to wheel around in. I do not have the coordination for Heelys. I feel like. I, so I did own a pair of shoes that had the wheels 
that you had to press a button on the side to make the wheels come out and become roller skates. But there were two of them, not just the one, or were there? Uh, there were just one. There were no, no, no. There were two of them. Okay. Um. So I didn't have Heelys. I didn't have you. I, I have seen Heelys in use before, but I think by the time I could have gone Heelys, I was. I think I'm too heavy. I would be too heavy to mm. make my roller. I feel like if you're a kid, it's going to be infinitely easier than if you're a full grown adult rocking the Heelys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The same logic I think applies to pogo sticks. Should I get them now? No. What? What? I can Do get you want to get injured? <laughs> so what? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Let's get takeout instead. That's a better. No one will get hurt. <laughs> Everyone will be happy. And we get to share. That is a win. That is a better spend of the money. Okay. <laughs> it did not take much to convince you to get takeout. That's good to know. Yeah. Are you hungry? What if I still got them though? <laughs> and no. we got takeout. <laughs> well, listen. As intriguing as that sounds, I must veto. Mm, okay. Okay. Fine. All right. Cool. Okay, so back to the mass singer. Okay. Yeah. So we've already talked about the um the conversation with the space bunny. The mm-hmm. guesses that came down the pipeline. Robin obviously knew oh, and says Shaggy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny takes a huge leap and says Sean Kingston because of the crown Kingston. I thought, well, also uh, Kingston could just be Jamaica and, you know, Shaggy born, <laughs> born in Kingston, Jamaica. But do you, Sean, do you, Jenny? That's fine. Because there's a more outrageous guess on the panel where Ken is convinced this is Owen Flippin' Wilson. <laughs> Again, still waiting for the return of the Boo Ken chance how are they letting him get away with this i love though was this when robin was like oh no 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 that was a different guess sorry he had so many bad guesses this episode (laughs) when nick was like don't clap for that it was another guess i'm pretty sure yeah it it was was. yes oh god yeah that was also bad this was worse though to me i guess i don't know it was i don't know that was three guesses and all of them were outrageous so that was like triple bad three terrible guesses versus one really bad guess. Right. I don't know the math there for the guesses. But I have a question. You might know this. Is Sean Kingston really doing a wrestling league for rappers? Is that a thing? Uh, so I've not heard of it myself, but my God, stop it. Stop this. Stop this. <laughs> because it is in Creap. He is. He is. I just looked it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, launched professional boxing league for rappers. Now, this is an article from 2020, given that it's 2022 and I've not heard anything since. And like, I'm in the social media know enough to know when there's influencer boxing events happening. So mm-hmm. there's actually one happening like tomorrow or the next year or something like that. So oh. yeah, um, Harley from Epic Mealtime is going to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Oh, apparently, yeah. June 26, 2020, Riff Raff asked to fight in Sean Kingston's rap boxing league. Oh my God. What a disaster. Yikes. Yeah. So, um, obviously boxing took a huge interest in the pop culture scene in the last like three, four years because YouTubers started doing it. Then some celebrities mm-hmm. got involved. So it makes sense that Sean Kingston's trying to get this to go. Given that we've heard nothing, then I don't know. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. I was just curious. I figured you would know of all. The people I know. <laughs> I don't know whether to be appreciative of that or to feel upset about that, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, the one other thing I want to say about the Space Bunny is that 
Space Bunny was on. I mean, Space Bunny, like Shaggy mentioned this when he gets unmasked, but the fact that he was on, so I think I can see your voice. I was like, oh my God, we're so stupid. I don't know why I don't have that Wikipedia page just bookmarked so I can consistently cross reference because the amount of overlap that we have had between, so I think I can see your voice and the mass singer is I just can like, see your voice. Okay. I can see your voice. Cheyenne Jackson, my guess for the prince, was also on S I T I C S Y V. Was that close? No, you added again, you did the incorrect acronym. So just cancel the show because. No, if everyone's going to be from Dancing with the Stars or I can see your voice, then what's the point of us doing detective work? Just throw those wikis up and then we'll figure everyone out. That's what I'm saying. I'm only going to cross reference those two cast lists. And then- that should be your challenge oh, next man. season. You only use those and see how many you can guess correctly. OK, I like that deal. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to say about Shaggy before we move on here? I I just want to repeat that I thought that Shaggy was really fun and just such a joy to have on the show. I agree with that. Co-sign 100%. Um, I think was it Jenny or Nicole? One of them meant, cited T-Pain and like how they felt mm-hmm. like it was kind of T-Pain-ish in the way he was able to mask his voice and then show a different side to him, which I mm-hmm. agree. I liked quite a bit. I uh, If not for the clues, I would have never gotten Shaggy off like voice. Oh. From so. the voice, absolutely not. I don't. There's, yeah. there's no way. It was 100 percent the clues because I think he did such a fabulous job. I mean, I don't want, like performing in what his is not his normal style. Is what mm-hmm. I will say. Right. Okay. So then let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk about not one, not two, but three Queen Cobras. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so let's talk about Queen Cobra now. And I gotta say, the fact that they just decided to change the name of the of the artists from Queen Cobra to Queen Cobras and pretend that you didn't tell us it was Cobra for like the whole time kind of bothered me. I know it wasn't a big well, deal, but it kind of bothered me. They also did the thing where they had two of them very clearly, in, like they had one of them very clearly in the video, then two of them very clearly in the video. And then at the start of the clue package, there were very obvious like three of them. So clearly yes. this is like part of the whole deal. Yeah. So the Queen Cobras are the, they ended up performing second either way. So mm-hmm. they, oh, sorry, they performed last. What am I talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, so they were the last performance of the night and their clue package was about three queens from different worlds. And then there was a, a lot of conversation about dark magic, which has to link back, I'm assuming, to the team bad of it all. Then there were chili peppers. There was a zero dollar price tag on the thinking man statue, right? Mm-hmm, the thinker, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was a picture with uh, Mariah Carey, Celine Dion, and Ariana Grande in a one, like a trio. And then uh, that's about all I got from the clue package. Did you see anything else that I've missed? 
That three divas photo, the one with Celine, Mariah, and Ariana, was like one of the worst Photoshop jobs we've ever seen on The Mass Singer. Like, they didn't even try. It was like Ariana's head, like, but it's her butt. Her okay by bust, I don't mean like her titties, but like by bust, I mean her like shoulders. You know, like a like an old timey person bust. It was like shifted off the body. They didn't even scoot it over to match with the shoulders which they picked like the right angle photo they just didn't bother to move it like a half inch over and then the picture they chose for celine dion was horrible <laughs> like just not the most flattering it was fine like she's gorgeous anyway so it's like you can't really take a bad photo of her but anyway that was just i thought that i just couldn't stop laughing at it i like went back paused and laughed at it because it was just so bad I mean, that'll um, do it. that's the thing is that when they do a poor job of a photoshop to me it's like should I even care about this clue? Maybe it doesn't matter. And ultimately, I don't think it really mattered. Did they try enough? I mean, I think the main thing was just like, it's three divas. Like they really, the Charlie's Angels clue and the three divas thing, they just really wanted to hammer home that like, yes, it is three people. Um, <laughs> which, yeah, okay. Like we get it. I loved the thinker clue for zero dollars being free your mind. That is so clever. I mean, maybe it's not and I'm just stupid, but I win. No, that's a phenomenal clue. Yeah, Absolutely. when Nicole was explaining, I was because I was like, okay, is it stat like free statue, <laughs> like zero statue? And I was like, I know it's the thinkers. And I was like, I don't know. I <laughs> maybe it was just my brain at the end of the day. But when Nicole explained it, I was like, oh, for your mind, dumb. And at the end. <laughs> yeah, no, that was phenomenal. The performance too was very good. I really liked the performance from the queen cobras so they because there's three of them they had the same motif it felt like for every performance which is the cobra boxes and mm. like all the singers coming out of the boxes that was fine i didn't mind that but i love the song by silk sonic so it resonated with me very much okay so two points the first one is i'm happy that you brought up the set design that essentially they had the exact same one for every performance and i actually think that that's totally unfair I don't know why the designers thought that they had to do that. Like, I get that they were trying to mask how many of them there are. So if you throw in six of them, okay, then that will sort of obfuscate what's happening. But you don't have to put them in their little pots. You mm -hmm. can have them just moving around. You can have other elements of set design, especially like, let's say for the last one where you in the clue package hammer home so hard that there's obviously three of them. Then just have three of them performing and then maybe like 20 backup dancers that are also all Queen Cobras, but in like, you know, maybe cheaper outfits or whatever. I just I felt like it was really limiting for them. And I don't think that that was their fault, because like you said, I thought that this was, it was such a great performance. Also learned that it's not just a TikTok song, which feels like that happens to me. Oh, my God, time. Liana. What do you mean? Just this is literally Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars. Yeah, no, I mean, I know that now. Oh my you have God, to you know that now? Okay, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's tough for me to discover new music because my Spotify Discover Daily or whatever is very limited. That's so your fault. I hear, I, okay, fine. I, that's my <laughs> fault. But the point is, is that when I hear new songs on TikTok, um, that's like the first time that I'm hearing them potentially. Okay. So anyway, the first time I first started hearing this, I was like, oh my God, it's a TikTok song. <laughs> oh my God. 
Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to add it to my playlist because I created a Mass Singer season seven playlist, which currently consists of essentially music from all three of the groups in this finals. <laughs> like it's really? only Shaggy and Folk. <laughs> yeah. And whatever, like Cobble, Cheyenne, well, I assume Cheyenne Jackson, which now that I've listened to a ton of his music, I'm like, okay, yeah, the voice matches to me. Um, but anyway, the point is, is that they're just so talented and I wish that they could have had more movement with other backup dancers and I wish that they had had more diversity in their performances. I don't hold that against them. I hold that against the show itself and for some reason feeling like they have to be contained to this repetitive structure. Right. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I just, I think as is, as it stands right now, the mass Singer simply hasn't built a good platform to get a group further than literally right before the finals because they I don't know I don't know what it is about it I feel like they've had talent that could have gone further in a group setting they just haven't let that happen I feel like Queen Cobras is the closest we've come to someone who maybe would have been deserving to make it there but I also mm-hmm. think the uh, the prince did a phenomenal job so it was very hard to go head to head there, but yeah. I shouldn't be able to look at them and be like, mm, I still don't think they'll get there because there's three of them. Like that shouldn't yeah. be a problem. Exactly. That shouldn't be held against them just because they're, you know, quote unquote, the gimmick of the season and the, um, like the Russian nesting dolls. Okay. So there was the snow owls. Mm-hmm. Obviously they couldn't really go anywhere, but also I think compared to the other talent that season, maybe eh, they were never going to go that finals. far. Yeah. I think Hanson, Probably stood an okay chance, but also I think that the talent that season, I think there were people that were better, better. than them, but I, I, mm-hmm. I could have understood if they had made it there. But again, they were limited because of that costume. And then the same thing here, the costumes actually were not the issue. It was the active choices to put them or I, I can never, cause there were six of them. I was like trying to tell which one was which, like which were the three that were actually the right, which were the singer. Yeah, like I, I don't, so I don't even remember, like if they were the ones that were up inside the, um, pots or down on the stage or the ones that like were up there, but then came down. Cause you know, they were like sick. Anyway, whatever. So, um, so anyway, so I don't think that's a limitation of the costume. Whereas with the Russian nesting dolls it was absolutely the costume's fault, but here it was just the choice to just cage them up. I don't know. <laughs> it was cool for the first one. I just felt like you could have abandoned it after that. Yeah, again, it becomes a little samey-samey, and I think that's where you go wrong here, or they were done mm-hmm. wrong, honestly. So let's go to the guesses from the judges here. So um, as far as the guesses go, some of them made sense, some of them didn't. So um, Nicole guesses in Vogue pretty much out the gate. So that is a solid guess, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Winning guess, even. Obviously, then, yeah. Ken, so you know earlier when I was like, yeah, that Photoshop job makes me think who, why, should I even care about this clue? Apparently Ken cares because Ken named one of the three divas on that picture, Ariana and Jesse J and Nicki Minaj, a trio that aren't even a trio, but for some reason you are making them a trio and you are convinced that three of the biggest artists out there, I guess, is Jesse J still like big right now? Ariana is. Yeah. Nicki Minaj probably is. Yeah. Either way. I don't know. Ridiculous guess from Ken. This was, I think, the worst guess of the night, honestly. Yeah. Th- this is where Nick was like, don't clap for that. Yeah. They don't <laughs> give him anything. I just, 
there, there's so many reasons why it's wrong. <laughs> On so many levels. So many levels. I just, I don't even know where to begin. It makes me just not want to do it all. But like, look, I mean, how bold would the mass Singer clue package writer people be to literally put a picture of the person in the clue package. Now, people have done their own songs before. We've seen this, not in the U.S. version, but in other international versions. So that is a thing. But to literally have a photo of them in the clue package, come on. I just, like, that alone should be the reason why it's incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot to handle. None of the body, it's a tight costume. It's not like the bodies can be obscured. Those three have such unique and different body shapes. Like Jesse J is super tall, I think, I assume. I don't know. She just looks tall. Ariana's like tiny. And like Nikki has curves for days. No. Anyway, whatever. Uh, Yeah, you're trying to insert logic into Ken Jong, which is never going to be the case. Okay. All right, then let's move on to our last performer of the session here. And that is, of course, the finalist from this group. Oh, wait. Prince. We didn't address where Nicole got that lamp at the end I, of the Cobra's performance. I didn't even notice it. Oh, okay. It was really random. She was just holding it and it had clearly like dry ice inside. It was weird. <laughs> okay. I don't even. Okay. We'll just move on. <laughs> okay. So let's let you take over with the Prince then, since that's your pick. Ah, yes. Okay. So the Prince's clue package was all about, um, like escaping the young pond that he grew up in, but he felt like nobody was listening. And so then he like traveled and traveled to scary places and then finally sort of was able to find, you know, his vibe. Some of the other clues that we saw were Carnegie Hall. We saw sheet music and a pencil, like a, so songwriter was where the uh the the judges went plain uh there was a tapping on a watch there was also a high five and then there was some very unique language prince of the stage king of my castle mm-hmm. at the end which stood out to me so going on my vibes from last week which is Cheyenne Jackson he in March 2012, Jackson was signed to Sony ATV Publishing as a songwriter. Boom. Songwriter. Sheet music. Nailed it. Tapping on a watch. He was in Watchmen. Nailed it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. King of My Castle in Into the Woods. He played Cinderella's Prince, which maybe is like too much on the nose, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm going with it. The Carnegie Hall clue. I feel like we talked about this last week, but he sold out Carnegie Hall twice. So this is just like a done deal for me. Oh, and the travel to scary places also goes into his like, you know, um, what am I thinking of? <sighs> the thing we talked about last week. Oh yeah. Dairy queen. American horror story. Yeah. What dairy queen? I don't know. You, I don't know. You, you're like, make, I don't know the answer. So I just threw something out there. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't believe we talked about dairy queen. I believe um, that was not discussed, but anyway, I and after now listening to some of his he's got two albums out by the way listening to those as well as more of his performances from Broadway I feel really confident about that mix of the clues and I'm super happy to have a Broadway performer in the finals Merton Hard from a Prince 
Didn't we have a Broadway performer last season? That is entirely possible. My memory is about two seconds long. Well, and you love that one. You love that performer. So. Oh, Todrick Hall. Blah. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Oh, my God. We could do a whole podcast just on the Todrick Hall drama of it all. Yeah, uh, so. but we won't. I don't want to be there. I, I okay. resign. <laughs> okay. Um, like a okay. real Broadway performer. <laughs> well, okay. All right. Shots <laughs> happily fired. Yeah. Okay. So I think this performance was the first performance of the night was the Prince. And honestly, after that, it kind of felt like it's over. Like yeah, the exactly. way it starts with the trumpets in the men in black with the trumpets in front of the judges. And then the, um, the Prince, uh, hanging out in this like frame, like a picture frame standing thing that moved. And then to sit at the throne at the end and have amazing vocals, it was, this felt like a finals performance. It did not feel like this felt like what we should have probably seen happen next week. If I, yes. So totally agree with you. If I could critique one thing, I would have absolutely put the Prince last. I would have put Cobra first, Space Bunny, then the Prince, because it did just feel like who cares? And that sounds horrible to say, but I just felt like the whole thing from the blocking of the performance to the actual vocals, which as I listen to him more and more from his mass singer performances, I mean, you're probably not going to agree with me, but he gives me Daughtry level vocals of how crisp and clean and clear his vocals are. And I'm sure that that's all of the Broadway training. This was just, and to do Stevie Wonder too on top of it, like mwah, chef's kiss. I was obsessed with this performance. It was very good. I thought it was very, very solid. And I also think that it should have gone last. I think the fact that it didn't go last did a disservice to the other two amazing performers. Because again, I really had a hard time seeing anyone else winning it. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, yeah, that's just so tough because... I do think that with maybe, I don't know, maybe not a different song choice. The Prince really was just, to me, the favorite going into it. But the Queen Cobras also just bring, and Nicole mentions this at the end after their group performance, the fact that each of them brings something so different and Mm. the Queen Cobras bring something so different. But this performance from the Prince was just so incredibly solid that you can't, I mean, what would you even critique about this? It was just so good. Very good. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Okay. So then the judges come through with their guesses. Now, it's important to note for me that um, the prince clearly says, music was my first big love, but I became known for things that weren't music. So to me, that Mm -hmm. means I'm good, but also that's not what I'm famous for. Mm -hmm. But then a second later, Jenny's like, Ah, uh, you know, I think it's AJ McLean, JC Chazé. Like, I'm going to fire off the same 12 guesses from the last eight seasons. Are, are you listening to your talent? Are you listening to the performer's clues? Or are you just firing off nonsense at the mouth? Do you think they're legally required to mention boy banders? They like better be getting royalty. Get- <laughs> they got to get paid. Like, AJ and JC better be getting coin from how much their names is in the mouth of these judges every season. Remember the jar? Yes, that was one jar? season. One and done. What was it called? The I mean, it's the jar now. Jar of shame. 
That makes sense. That I think it was the jar of shame. That? Yeah, it was so. like the repeat guest jar. And I feel like now every boy bander, I mean, apologies to any boy bander who might go on the show in the future, but like the, the it just in the jar, 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 <laughs> the new girl situation, jar. Yeah. Oh, so bad. Although the other guesses made me also feel better about my guess because they were getting to the Broadway of it all with because who is it was it nicole and who else? Uh, robin yeah. said ben platt nicole said andrew yeah, Andrew rannells yeah mm-hmm. okay i knew it was ben platt and andrew rannells i couldn't remember who but um but that was i was like okay all right yeah we're getting there we're getting to the general category of people that you know i think it is with it being cheyenne jackson so We'll see if they get there. The fact that he wasn't guest also made me feel good about him. And then when Space Bunny and Queen Cobras both got guest, I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> Prince Prince is going to the finals. Mm-hmm. But they are in the ballpark. I think it's going to be interesting to see if they'll be able to get him to guess him in the finals before he gets unmasked. Yeah. Well, what did you think about the group performance at the end uh, with uh, Katy Perry's roar before we got to the unmaskings? Okay. Obviously, it was really good. And I do share what Nicole or Jenny, I can't remember. One of them said something about like how well their vocals all go together, which I think is a testament because of how independently good they all are. Right. So when you put together a bunch of good people's vocals, most of the time it'll sound good as long as they're not trying to outshine one another, which did happen a little bit towards the end. I think the issue was, is that with five people, because they each had their own time at the beginning, right? So they each got to sing a little bit. Then for the majority of the performance, it was all five of them singing at the same time and credit to them for being able to all sound super cohesive. But I liked the other group performances because I could still sort of hear individual voices that did come together as a whole, whereas this just sounded like a fabulous chorus. So I guess my feeling is not necessarily a critique of the performance per se. It's just that what I wanted to hear out of it was a little bit more independent than Mm. what they were able to do. But that was because obviously they've got two more people. They have five people and they have in Vogue, which harmonizes so well together and sings so well together. So I think it was just it was just different. And it was good, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I got, I don't know. I was expecting, I like, I like the other group performances, like I said, because of the individuality of it all. Um, yeah, I liked it, but I think like they kind of got lost in the shuffle because of how good everyone was. So that makes sense. Right. Like it didn't, no one stuck out. It was just like, it didn't feel like it was a sing for your life. It was like, Oh, intermission. <laughs> it was just nice. Yeah, no, you're right. It genuinely did feel like a, maybe a more of a group performance than the other ones did because which group was it where we liked the person in their individual performance more, but we liked their group performance. I think or we it liked was their- ringmasters group. I think it was like where we thought ringmaster took the edge potentially. Right. Yeah. I think so. Yes. So that didn't happen. Like it definitely <laughs> didn't feel like individual people were performing. It, it totally felt like a chorus, which Again, props to them for the, you know, if that's the point, right? The professionalism of it all. Props. But I was sort of, huh? Perhaps. But props. I was just looking to, I, I was looking for any type of differentiating factor that could come out in the group performance. Mm-hmm. But because they were so cohesive, that never really stood out. We never got that. Yeah. Okay. That brings us to the double, the two unmasking. So first unmasking was Space Bunny. 
I'm going to just go through these quick because the guesses didn't change. So Owen Wilson mm-hmm. was Ken's, John Kingston was Jenny's, and then a shaggy, shaggy runner with Robin and Nicole turns out to be shaggy. He seemed very excited. I loved his energy. I loved his performance at the end to, to end the night for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have anything you want to add to that? No, but I have two other things when we finish the unmaskings to talk about. Uh, do you want to talk about them now or you want to wait till the end? Okay. Did you, well, I, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I don't have anything to add to the shaggy unmasking. So just to like close that out. Um, again, I totally echo the energy of it all. Super fun. He was obviously having a great time. I loved all the facial expressions that he was doing at the end where he was like, yeah, and this, you know, this mask, you can't do these facial expressions. Like wah, wah. it was very, I don't know. It just seemed like I was naturally drawn to him. He just seems like a very effervescent person. Anyway, the things I wanted to mention is one, they're back on their NFT nonsense. <laughs> did you see all the mis- yeah, the <laughs> Yep, I did. I was like, uh, no one talks about NFTs anymore, bro. Get that out of here. Like, we're done. It's like <laughs> such a dated get out. I was like, are we still doing that? I thought we had sort of like agreed that it's like not a thing as a community, as a family. I thought we had moved on from NFTs. I feel like I've also, I mean, listen, I've also not seen it talked about as much recently which makes me yeah. think that it's like dead so yeah i don't know choices. maybe look maybe it's still kicking and it's just not in the public eye hey maybe it's for that those was... crypto dads watching with their families <laughs> get in on the nfts what are you doing which reminds me i do have I do, but i you know this is a little uh hypocritical of me because as someone who does own a uh nft <laughs> singer nft i think I think okay, I got the first You own one. a JPEG. Like, that is nothing. I don't I know, right? Do the Mass Singer NFTs even hold any value? <laughs> I think, that, I do not think, yeah. What's the currency? Or Ethereum? No. Iridium? Ethereum? Or Ethereum? Yeah. It's like negative Ethereum. I have to pay. To <laughs> you owe money? Okay. This is why yeah. you just shouldn't have gotten it in the first place. I know. What a mess. Wow. Uh, okay, so that was point number one. Point number two is the TMZ article was like an old article because it was the Hydra mask. And we been knew that they had to like cut the head off of the Hydra mask in order to reveal Penn and Teller. And that was already a story that was out. So why is T- Tim- the TMZ articles this season have been so bad? Because it's like, oh, guess what? Celebrity, blah, 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 blah. And then they don't even reveal the name in the article. And then this one was something that we, we been knew. So anyway, really dropping the ball there. So I was very disappointed in that article. And you are 100% okay to feel that way. I know. Yeah. I'm suing for damages. Okay. All right. Well, okay. We're lawyer up. All right. Well, let's talk about the second unmasking, which was uh, in vogue, or as I found out, on vogue is allowed because that's how they say it in Europe. That's right. Oh, okay. we. <laughs> so Ken had that ridiculous guess. Nicole and Jenny both landed on in vogue, and Robin went with SWV, which is what he guessed earlier as well. So mm-hmm. ends up being in vogue. They were amazing. Again, I love them. I'm so happy I got to have them on my team. You mm-hmm. got to pick first in the draft. And when I got Queen Cobra, I was stoked. So yeah. I'm sad to see them go, but I'm happy they came through. They're so good. 
Mm-hmm. Like so good. And I totally echo. It was cu- really cute to watch Nicole just completely fangirl out about them being on the stage. That was really, really adorable and amazing to see because I mean, yeah, they just have such a deep, fabulous catalog. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's crazy that they went out before the finale. I mean, I think they, I don't know. Do you think they would have been fourth? Like if we had had a regular season and we had had a top six with sort of the top two from each group, which I think we were pretty clear on. I think, I think you could have made an argument for them being maybe the fourth place. Like overall. Yeah. Like overall. So I for example, so. cause we had, it was what? So um, who were the other ones that we would be in contention? Miss um, Teddy and thingamabob, right? Yeah. So the football player, um, yeah. From the first group, yeah, the thingamabob, Jordan Mulata, mm-hmm. and then Miss Teddy, Jennifer Holiday, and yeah. then Queen Cobras. So those would be the other. I would give them fourth. Three. I think I would give them fourth too. Yeah, I would even. Yeah, it's been too long since I've seen Firefly. I'm gonna need to like re up on a dose of Firefly. Yeah, you about can't. To, about you're about Firefly. to keep putting slander on Firefly. Like Firefly <laughs> didn't wow us out the gate. I think it's the mental reminder of the fact that she was at risk that second episode. But I remember even in that episode thinking that that was nonsense. So I don't know what's going on. You know, okay. You know how we talked about maybe Prince could take it all. How's this for Mm -hmm. it? Let me, let me throw a hot tip on, on here and tell me if that works. Okay. So they're, they definitely, I'm assuming on the road to finals. Okay. Mm -hmm. You are not five years old. You cannot laugh at the word tip. (laughs) Hot tip. What is wrong with you? (laughs) Why are you like this? Oh my god. Uh okay, yeah, never mind. I'll share it with you later. Okay, thanks for keeping that private. I don't know what it is, but thank you. It was something Mike Bloom texted me, so you know that it's like Oh god. Problem. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's for me and me only. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm assuming on the road to finals they're like, yeah, look, the Firefly, she had like a a big like trouble during her first performance. Oh yeah, she was, was yeah, she was the one was it like breathing? Sorry, yes, what was it? Sorry to interrupt, yes, but I just wanted to remember. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That and then also now she like was in the bottom two and had to fight her way out. Watch her win the whole thing because she never gave up. And that is what you do as a performer. You never give up, and the Firefly fought to the end and prevailed. Like genuinely, given that good will prevail, the undergood, aka the underdog good, I could see taking the whole thing now, just off that. So Firefly might be the winner. If it's like the good of the good prevail, the good is good. Like the the nicest good, the the hardest trying good, the hardest trying good. Yeah, even in the face of adversity, right? I mean, every hero has to face some type of sacrifice or you know challenge right isn't that part of the hero's narrative so i believe it i don't know we'll see i i now okay so maybe okay wait are we done with the episode or do we have more stuff to talk about with the episode no we're done i just want to say that ultimately looking at all the unmasked people from this last group uh the top three were phenomenal but yeah like never bring the bottom two back ever again Mm -hmm. um Stop with this nonsense. And also, I see the tactical decision and not lead with this group as your first. Okay, Mass Singer? I see what you did. I don't appreciate it, it. You know, it's wild because I would say that this top three was the strongest or the, this group, the, the top three from this group was the strongest. Yes. And I do wonder if they had every intention of leading with this group and then changed it. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, but I just feel like this would be such a good group to go first. So I'm I'm actually kind of interested that they they didn't do that. 
I feel um, like you look at the names of the people in the other two groups. And now, obviously, I know people knew some of the people that I didn't know. But mm-hmm. to me, it was a weird choice to lead with Duff Goldman and Joe Buck being your first two unmasked. Mm-hmm. Where And then in the second group, it would have been Christy Brinkley and Penn and Teller being unmasked. So then this group having like the two higher profile for the wrong reasons names potentially being up there, but then also a shaggy and in vogue unmasking would have been nuts. So they really buried the bigger names, I think in the back end, which could have been because of the, um, the press they got from Jack in the boxes unmasking before the season, who knows, but just don't do that again. Like it's not worth it. It bothered me. Stop it. Yeah. No, no more politicians. We're fine with that. Okay. So what were you going to say? Oh, okay. So I have a couple thoughts. So first of all, I just to go off of what you just said, I feel like Penn and Teller and Christy Brinkley would be like a very strong group to lead with for like the first two out. Mm -hmm. So that's one group that I could see. Um, the Joe Buck one being first though, didn't we talk about how that was cross promotion with Domino Masters? So Joe Buck has been on. Yeah. Joe Buck has done stuff with Eric Stone Street, who was the guest judge that week. And who happened to know who who this performer is, which was like... Well, but Joe Buck also was on Domino Masters, right? Uh, I think made an appearance on Domino Masters. But either way, it was weird because that was the same week that Joe Buck left for ESPN. So, like, Joe Buck was in yeah. the news, like, that week prior for that. Let's so. see. Um, Marisa was watching it. She said there are some fun builds. Joe Buck is the announcer, and I think he's having fun with it. That's what she said. Hmm. So anyway, um, okay. So that was one thought. The other thought I had was talking about the format. Cause I know that this has sort of been a little bit of a discussion that we've had throughout. Okay. I, I hate it. I know I was a fan of it before because it was like exciting to, Oh my gosh. Yes. It's a bunch of new people. We get to see a bunch of new masks. I actually kind of, I don't know. Do I like the wild cards? I just feel like not having seen Firefly from, okay, wait, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, six weeks ago was when I saw the Firefly perform last. And I feel like emotionally that's doing her a disservice because I just, I'm like, Firefly who? Because all I can think of is this last group. And then maybe if they're lucky, the group before. I agree. I mean, especially when you factor in that it doesn't feel like everyone's got equal opportunity, even though that doesn't matter. It just feels like we didn't see one for a month. We didn't see one for six weeks. And then we just saw the Prince like the two weeks prior to the finale. So I don't like that. I personally loved having the wild cards get entered in. I know you had a problem with, well, they've technically not performed as long as the other one, so they well, should yeah, make none it of them that are far. Win. Well, they're not going to win. They're not going to win. But like, maybe that's just something I need to accept to like still have the fun excitement of somebody new coming into the game. I just have to sort of be like, it's fine. I I feel like they should have a chance of winning again. This goes back to the whole group thing. The fact that a wild card has never made it to the finale, or that a multi-person performer has never made it to the finale makes it so that when we see that we're automatically skeptical of it Mm -hmm. and it does make you know if you're trying to make this competitive anyone can win stuff like that makes it difficult for us to ever see them being able to win Mm -hmm. so i think that is the flaw but the twist of having wild cards and injecting new life into the episodes i thought was better than hey we'll batch them up in batches of three so that every three weeks you get a new five that's great for the first episode 
but then seeing the same performers three weeks in a row isn't great. And then also forgetting the previous performers isn't great because Mm -hmm. I guess what it does is it makes it so that, Oh, watch the road to the final. So you can get a refresher on everybody, but I shouldn't have to (laughs) like, you know what I mean? I should, it should be a healthy mix of rotation. And I think that is where it would thrive best. If it was group A, group B, group C, group A, group B, group C, I think that's a better format because then the last week could be finals week and or the last three a month could be finals week where every mm-hmm. week it's high stakes. Someone's about to get to the finals and then it culminates with a final showdown of the three best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, OK, I, I, I really I don't know. I feel like season one really had it where you had the different groups. And then did they get mixed up? Did the groups get mixed up and then they came together? Am I remembering that correctly? It was like the two groups and then they got like, there was like a, like a swap, like a tribe swap. Like a shuffling. And then they all got mixed together. Maybe you don't need that swap or something. You do three groups. So it's like episode. So group, group A, group B, group C, group A, group B, group C. Then you have the top six all come together. Yeah, you have the top six all come together and then you can do, you know, maybe one elimination or two eliminations. They did, um, it went from, from six to five and then five to three. And then that was the finale. Like, that's fine. I like the three different. Yeah. Okay. I think that's maybe my optimal. Did that happen in any season or is three groups? I don't I think, think there was did, a swap. I think there was just, it was a merger essentially of like when we got to, was it the super eight? No. Was it the eight or six? <laughs> oh Something like God. that. What a mess. Anyway, I like the shorter season. So if if I were to pick, I think I would say episode one, group A, episode two, B, three, C, then repeat. So four, five, six is A, B, C again. Then you do episode seven. The top six all come together. Eliminate, you know, one, two, whatever. Episode then eight, nine can be eliminating the following people. You have the finale, like, perfect that to me i think is the ideal massing or season I, so I, you get enough variety and it doesn't like beat you over the head with it i think the best season they've had was still season two that was 10 weeks i think that is the second shortest yeah season one was nine weeks season two was 10 weeks three was the longest at 15 weeks and then every other season has been 11 weeks so they've cut it down by a month um I think if they figure out the, they figured out the recipe of like duration, the 11 weeks is fine. This works perfectly yeah. where we start in, you know, we start and then we're done in like three, three months time. I think that works perfectly. Um, however, I think the format definitely could use some tweaking, which actually this season, yeah, started March 9th and is about to be done mid May. So mm-hmm. a little or one week over two months here. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. No, same. So I think that is what I'm looking for. We'll see. I don't think I've heard or seen Mass Singer getting renewed yet. I imagine it will. It still does decent in the ratings, right? Um, I don't know. Let's see. So it premiered to about six million viewers. Um, it's per first episode. Is it doing worse? Let's see. I don't see. I'm mean, sure it's doing worse. I mean, all TV is like feel like consistently doing worse. So I don't see. Yeah, I don't see any announcement of it being. It has not been canceled or renewed. So yeah. 
We'll see. So we'll see. But I, we'll I imagine see. it will be. I mean, they renewed. I think I can see your voice. This is the same network. No, it's I can see your voice. There's no I oh. think. There's no so you <laughs> think. It's just I can see your voice. I can see your Not voice. Not me thinking I actually did it correctly. <laughs> and you like slow spoke it to. I think I can see your voice. I was like, I nailed it. I didn't say so I think I can see your voice. I just said I think I can see your voice. Obviously the correct season. But yeah, the fact that they renewed that that aired in 2022 makes me feel like, yeah, for sure they're going to renew the mass Singer even though, you know. I mean, I guess anyway, all I would say is just take make it one season a year. Make it similar yeah. to, you know, there's so many like so many singing competitions that were once a season. That once a year, that it makes it more important. It makes it more of a spectacle. When you do two in a in a season, first of all, you run the risk of running out of celebrities, which it does feel like they're getting to. But then also, it becomes less special. Make it once a year. It's better that way. Do you think they would ever do it over the summer in like the summer slot? Ah, uh, I don't think so because. Yeah. I think that Lego master for that. <laughs> right. I think, you know, combined with, um, you know, like the Olympics, the world cup, like there's so many things that will take those summer spots. I think there's uh more people traveling. I think there's less eyes on TV in general. Maybe I'm, I'm I might be talking out of my butt here. I don't know, but mm -hmm. I think they want that prime time Wednesday night show to compete with the other shows, you know, cause like mass singer and survivor have been going head to head for like seasons now. So I think that's what they're looking for. And no matter what, they still do. I think it makes the most views on their network. I mean, this is also the same network that has Domino Masters. So they're not going to put Domino Masters Wednesday at eight. You know, that's got to be Mass Singer. Right. Yeah. I don't know. We need to look at the ratings to like. You know what would be good if but... another another network buys Mass Singer? That might be better. That might be the save we need. Like, uh, what about like a streaming service? Throw it to Hulu. See how they do with it. Give it to Hulu. Yes. Uh, Chicago <laughs> Fire Survivor lead the night on Wednesdays. See, if you're losing a Chicago Fire, like, I don't know. Is that a good show? I have no idea. I know there's like seven of those. There's like Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Parks and Recreation, Chicago Agriculture. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. Well, the last two are not real shows, I don't think. Okay. Oh, anyway. really? Listen, I think I can see your voice. I don't need that right now, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. You wanted to buy moon boots today. Don't even make moon. it seem like I'm the weird one. I never wanted to buy, to, to be 100% clear, I never wanted to buy moon boots because I think my feet are too big to fit in moon boots. However, did consider the possibility of rebuying Heelys despite the fact that I have bought them before and it did not go well, but I didn't learn from that experience clearly by entertaining the idea of buying a second pair. So there, huh? All right. Well, now that you've uh, concluded your statement, Nailed it. we can end this podcast and Liana, let the people know for the penultimate time this season, where can they find you? What do you have going on? Let them know. 
You can find me on Twitter at Liana RHAP. Maybe I'll tweet someday. And I am podcasting about Survivor, the aforementioned Survivor. Mike Bloom and I are doing the B&B, which is going strong. We have some super fun episodes. Um, Jess McKenna is going to be back to talk with us. We're recording a little bit later on Monday, but I swear it's going to be worth it. We've got a really great game planned that I still have to write, but I swear it's going to be great. So definitely check that out. And then, you know, I'm... It's just so little time between the end of the last season of Drag Race and the start of the new one. So I'm just going to keep on plugging it. Drag Race All-Stars will be back May 20th. And so our team will be covering it with Beth and Amon. And they have been doing some serious all-out promos. They have a Saks Fifth Avenue like promo, which is the queens in the window, like the actual queens. And they've been there for like 24 hours. It's Absolutely insane. Anyway, so if they are promoting the crap out of the season, I hope that means it's going to be a good season. I mean, it is all winners, which is just like so exciting. It's the winners at war for Drag Race. So <laughs> definitely you want to be along with us on that fun ride, which in a couple weeks we'll be back talking about all of that. Perfect, Liana. And you can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. Now that Big Brother's concluded, I feel like I'm going to be there a lot more. So come through if you're free. Say hi. Would appreciate that, of course. And then I had a 90 Day Fiance go live earlier this week. I had the great Brian Scally on with me to talk all about the Hot Mess Express that is 90 Day. In addition to that, I did a special podcast today over on Post Show Recaps with my friend Chappelle, where we interviewed the showrunners of Bel Air. And got to talk to them all about season one and some things that might be coming up on season two. Now, that podcast isn't live as of the recording of this podcast, but I have a feeling it'll be out there soon. So check that out as well if you can. And last but not least. Wow. You're so professional. Can I just stop down to say that? Look at you. You're like, you've made it big time from starting with the Mass Singer as your first hosted podcast to now interviewing a showrunner for a show that you covered. That's that's big time. That's awesome. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you, Leon. I appreciate that. It's no moon boots, but you know, I try. Okay. So now I can call it. So I think you can see your voice. <laughs> no, you can't. Even, no. I don't care how much you butter me up. That will never, I will never let that slide. I don't care if it goes four more seasons of you saying it wrong. I will correct you every time. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you can please leave a rating and review for this podcast, that would be much appreciated. It allows people to find the podcast. Um, it gives us good feedback on what your thoughts may be. Uh, shout out to Ruby's mom, 515, who left us the most amazing five-star review this week. I just want to let you know we saw it. We both smiled and we appreciated it. So thank you. You can do so over on robinswebsite.com slash masked singer. That's M-A-S-K-E-D-S-I-N-G-E-R. Would appreciate your reviews. All right. We are now at the end of this podcast. We'll be back one more time next week to talk all about who won season seven, who won this draft, who had the worst guesses, Ken, and where we go from there. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under